Welcome back to Wake Up Winden. We are covering season two finale, episode eight, endings and beginnings. I'm your host, Brian, and with me is Jer. Jer, how are you doing this morning? Doing great, Brian. How's it going? Doing good. We've we've made it to the end of our uh, end of our podcast. I know it's it's both sad, uh, but a happy time as well. And it is the beginning. It's the ending, but also the beginning, right? Um, because that's the end of the episode. And, uh, you know, it's been fun doing this, but um, it was nice to get to a conclusion and kind of you know, get to our last podcast thing. Yeah, absolutely. And it's also nice because, you know, it feels like a good accomplishment. I know um, for season three, I mean, we still have season three episodes. Don't worry, we're not uh, we're not finished <laughs> if you yes. are just listening for the first He's time. Just listening. Yeah, we did all season three, but in, chronologically, we kind of did season two last. <laughs> In the true spirit of dark, you know, we like yeah. to mimic, you know, I, you know, time is a flat circle. So, all right. So, yeah, we're, so, but thank you so much to anybody who's been with us the whole way. We have so many people that, um, you know, we're thankful that you've listened. It's been cool to see. I mean, some of these episodes have 800 plus downloads, which is something I definitely couldn't imagine. It's still modest for podcasts, but something that I definitely couldn't imagine before starting this. So it's been pretty cool. Yeah. It's, I mean, everyone who's listen even to one episode you know thank you it's it's been a lot of fun to do this and appreciative all the lists for sure yeah yeah so yeah let's get into let's get into this one this one's so good um especially from like the 30 minute mark on or when there's 30 minutes left in the episode and that music comes on that's associated with the time travel in the show the dun 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 <laughs> sorry for that yeah yeah it's 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 great. The scene, the, the episode really builds, doesn't it? Uh, particularly this one, it really kind of just amps up as the episode goes on. Yeah, and we get to the crescendo of uh, Adam coming in and shooting Marta, which uh, is quite the shock. I mean, I guess it was foreshadowed during the episode when Jonas the Stranger pulls out the gun and has it pointed at Marta, but that was pretty right. wild. Yeah, and do you feel like that's the same gun? Like, do you know, like, kind of how things kind of repeat? It looks like this same gun. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it just kind of stayed, you know, like, first hands or whatever. But I, I feel like that could that be the same gun, you know? <laughs> could be. I don't know enough about guns to know what would happen to a gun after 33 years. After how, yeah, after how many years, yeah. And uh, but I don't know. Uh, exposure to radiation <laughs> as they go through the time traveling. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Yeah. That's a good question. I mean, that would make sense with the show, right? I mean, I'm sure on the dark website where they have those objects that track, you're probably right. I think I think that gun probably is one of the objects. I'd have to check that out. But on the dark HBO website, they definitely track some of the objects, and that could be one of them. Okay, so there's so much to go through in this episode. I guess we, we've got to start with the bombshell ending with uh, Jonas, uh, Jonas and Marta meeting back up, and then Adam coming in, pulling the trigger, killing Marta, and then when everything seems lost and the apocalypse is about to happen, Jonas's house is about to explode, an alternate Marta comes in and takes him to another world, and she's like, shut up, I have no time to explain it. She pulls out this golden orb, and they disappear. Where do you want to start here, Jer? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the first thing I noticed when I watched this episode is I got so excited for the new world, and, but at the same time it was tough because you're like, oh man, when is season three going to come out, you know? <laughs> but the, I love the orb that she pulls out because it just looks so like it looked really cool, you know. Um, it looked so much more compact than 
suitcase with the time machine in it. You know, it's like, wow, this is the way I want to time travel with the small orb that you can fit in your purse. You know, I guess for a woman or a guy, maybe a backpack, but looked a lot more efficient, looked a lot cooler, you know? Yeah, it marks kind of a different way to travel than our time machine that we've seen. And she mentions, you know, the question isn't what time, what world. So we kind of know that she's going somewhere else. It's something new. And obviously it's not this. She says, it's, I'm not who you think I am. So something's going on here. Um, definitely, I know from our perspective, waiting for season three it took a long time for, for, us to, for us to get there. I mean, it took a, like a year for me to see it, I think. But just, yeah, waiting. It's a, such a cliffhanger, right? We're going to see what happens to Jonas. We're going to see what happens with Marta in the alternate worlds. You know, and for me, personally, I feel like when shows have done other worlds, it sometimes can go awry quickly. And there was, I mean, at least for me, I was kind of worried about it. I was like, oh, I hope season three is going to be okay. I hope it's going to be good. I don't know about other work, that type of thing. Um, and I, I won't get, get into anything, but I will say, I mean, this is a spoiler, that the third season is wonderful. They don't mess it up. They stick to landing. You know, I think they, they do such a good job with it. Yeah, um, we're definitely fine with it here. <laughs> you know, I, I, I think it ends up really well, but... For that year or however long it was between season two and three, I, I was definitely, there was a part of me that was worried, you know, <laughs> it was like, we're going to a different world. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And speculation was running rampant at the time too. So <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, well, we were talking about this a little bit before the episode. There's a point in the episode where the stranger Jonas looks at the floor and eats the spot where Marta dies. And, you know, he wants to prevent that the whole episode. So much so that he's desperate that he pulls a gun on her and, you know, drags her into the bunker, thinking thinking that that will work. Even though he seems to know that there's nothing he can do to change the change the future. What do you think about that? Yeah, it's it's funny. He's talking to Katerina and, um, and he's just like, look, I exist. You cannot stop Mikkel from going back to the past, you know, and all that other stuff. But then he's clearly trying to stop Martha from chop, even though that, that's going to happen. You know, he's looking at the floor. He's, you know, basically dragging her to the bunker um, and locking her in there. Although, I mean, locking her in there doesn't do that much. I mean, he has to know that there's going to be a bunch of other people that go in that bunker that she can potentially escape from. But, um, you, you know, it's you could tell it's motivating him the entire episode, Stranger Jonas, up until the point he receives that letter. Don't really see what's in the letter, but clearly that's when things change for him, right? Right, and he's muttering, it's impossible, I think, when he's reading the letter. That's the kind of the clue we get, right? Yeah, it's almost similar to when uh, Noah reads the end of the book, right? <laughs> yeah, it is. He's like, this it is impossible. You know, that's, this, this, this can't be, you know, that type of thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess reading uh, reading about your past, present, or future in, the, in this letter, in this world, is always kind of bad news, kind of will be a mind twist for you, right? Yep, yep. Um, and I think, you know, Adam has such a bold plan here to try to control everyone. He even mentions himself that everyone is the trigger. How can he control everybody? You know, there's, um, uh, it's so many things can go, if one, uh, so many things can go wrong. If just one person strays, even for Jonas, the stranger sees that he tries to go home and find Hannah. Hannah, of course, has done her own thing and she goes to the fifties. So I think that's just one example of what can go wrong, but he needs everything to stay the same. And how can he control every single thing, you know? Yeah, I feel like he he, he kind of knows where things can go off the rails. And, you know, that's where he needs to step in and, and be the one to do his part. But 
everything else is going to happen the way it's going to happen, I feel like. And he kind of knows that at this point. He's old enough. He's seen it all. That he knows where he needs to contribute. And then the rest of it is just going to be the way it's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. He's kind of been the villain the whole time, right? But he's kind of the ultimate villain in this episode. And he also gets Noah killed, too, right? Agnes comes in and uh, pulls the trigger. And we see the end of Noah's life in this episode, too. We do. And uh, yeah, a lot of death on the hand, you know, by the hands of Adam, um, indirectly or directly, in the case of Martha. Um, it, it's, it's too far. It, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's interesting. You know, it's clear that he's the bad guy. It seems like the bad guy when you're watching this show and watching this episode. And it's just interesting. There's twice where a younger Jonas or, um, you know, Jonas gets asked, Adam, who's Adam? Like, it's either Martha, and he walks in. Who's this guy? Like, and Jonas doesn't respond. And same thing with Claudia at some point in this episode. Also, asks, like, who's Adam? And he doesn't respond. Or they cut away. So, uh, you know, it's it's interesting. You know, Jonas can't even, like, acknowledge the fact that that's who he's going to become. You know, he's, he, he's just kind of had it, you know, with him. It's like, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. I was thinking, <laughs> let me know, if, what do you think about this? Would, would this work? What if Jonas just started taking up dangerous habits? Like, you know, he just started smoking like a, a pack a day and he just started like going on skydiving trips and all these sorts of, you know, dangerous ex- expeditions. Maybe that could prevent him from turning into Adam. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. I feel like it would be like the Groundhog Day. Like, Could be, uh, yeah. Like movie Groundhog Day, you know, you try to go to yourself, and then you keep waking up the next morning, and it's still Groundhog Day. <laughs> yeah, I think I think you should just take this. He has permission. Live it up. Live it up. You know what? You're going to turn into this guy in the end. Well, maybe that's what did it. You know, maybe maybe there's maybe that's the <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's how you get all that scarring. You, know? you don't know yeah. skydiving. Yeah. Yeah. In dangerous sports, you don't know, right? <laughs> right, right. Something could have happened in his travels, uh, <laughs> but I, I don't know. I just the. You gotta gotta do something to prevent yourself from turning into Adam, but uh, I guess it's inevitable. The it's just like you know being a Bears fan and watching watching the same offense for years and years. It's just inevitable. Our destiny. Yeah, or just inadequate quarterback. You know, <laughs> it'll never change. A Bears fan. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's tough. Yeah, so I mean, there's just tons of questions going into season three, though, right? I mean, you gotta you gotta be excited as a fan going into it. You know, who is this new Marta? Um, you know, there's things at the end, you know, we get this apocalypse. And it's kind of interesting, you know, I know I know the writers kind of write it this way so our protagonists can stay alive. But, you know, Charlotte and Katarina have some special circumstances during the apocalypse. And that can kind of, you know, maybe enable them to stay alive. <laughs> what do you think about that? Yeah, no, it's, it's interesting. Um, you know, everyone's kind of everywhere. And groups are beginning to congregate by the end of the episode and you kind of get the feeling okay certain groups are going to survive you know you have stranger Jonas with um Fran and Agnes and Bartosh and you know there, there's a time machine there so okay they're gonna be fine you have the group in the bunker and then you know you have the group at the power plant and you're like well they these guys aren't gonna survive. there's no way and you know at least I was thinking that the entire time you know, it's funny. You watch, you know, watching this episode, and I don't know. Have you seen the um, Chernobyl yes. show? Yeah, on yeah, HBO? definitely. You know, you, you, I, for for me, when I see this this episode, I think about Chernobyl, and you think about how like kind of uh, 
the gall that Clausen has when he's like, let's go into this room. And like, you know, the, the main guy's like, oh, let's kill the electric cooling tank. Like, you know, whenever they hesitate like that and you're the nuclear power plant, I'm not going in that room. I'm going to be like, you know, you're right. We, we don't need to go there. Like, I'm, I'm pretty cautious about things. Knowing what can go wrong and how things can end up. But he, he doesn't have any of it. He's just like, no, I want to go in this room. Or let, let's, and then he's like, oh, let's start digging. Like, digging is the last thing I want to do in a power plant. <laughs> yeah. Clausen. <laughs> no digging. <laughs> no, you bring up such a good point. Clausen. You know, he's the ultimate cause of this, uh, you know, this apocalypse. You know, he, he comes in the beginning of season two. He's making stupid elephant metaphors. And he has to bring that up to Charlotte again. I wish Charlotte just smacked him in the head with, <laughs> after he said, uh, we found our elephant. The other thing I wanted to bring up is, so they have these, you know, hazmat suits just on the outside. You know, couldn't they hide those? Uh, they kind of like a bright, like, warning sign for Clausen to look. Did they have to have those hanging up there? Before the inspection. Yeah, I know. I know. I hear you. It's almost like, yeah, well, let's go to the room with the hazmat suits hanging out. Like, I feel like people were in here recently. Like, <laughs> yeah, because the guy is just like, uh, what? What? That's nothing. He like tries to brush it off so fast, and I, I agree. I wouldn't want to oh. go in there either. But Clausen is oh, that that room. No, you don't want to go in that room. Yeah. There's nothing in there. Keep <laughs> moving. Yeah, in the '90s, we had to do something in there. It's uh, yeah, it's not safe. But you know, Clausen's just so motivated. I guess. That's kind of the reason for the brother storyline is that he's just so motivated to catch, you know, because it's his family. He's trying to catch the person who maybe killed his brother that he needs to, you know, safety be damned. He's just going to go through this and try to, you know, dig up whatever he can and ends up being, uh, you know, probably the death of a lot of people if the ending shot of the episode is to be believed. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny. You watch. I mean, I, I try to take to particular attention to Clausen when he wants to go in that room when he says they need to dig you could tell there's fear in the eyes of the uh, like the second in charge of the power plant that guy I don't know what his name I don't know if he necessarily has a name but he's kind of the second in command right? mm-hmm. after Alexander and you could see the fear in his eyes when he's leaving the fear is for Clausen what's and when they finally get to the point that where the thing comes out of the ground. He didn't seem that scared at that point either, which is like kind of our normal God particle kind of black matter type thing. It's only when it's a mirror and you can see through it, that's when he starts looking really afraid. And and that's that point where Charlotte's kind of walking towards and notices Elizabeth, you know, a future version of and she kind of recognizes it right away. And Charlotte's not afraid at that point where she's been afraid this entire time. It almost switches, right? You know, you have Clausen not afraid and, you know, everything. And then all of a sudden he has all the fear when that people comes up. Charlotte is no longer afraid. She recognizes Elizabeth on the other side. You know, she's she she kind of loses all of her fear and just, you know, trying to figure out what's going on and um, you know, walking right up to it. And, you know, the end touches it, right? Yeah, and that's what we see Jonas and Helga do at the end of season one. So it kind of mirrors that. And, yeah. you know, they get transferred in, I'm trying to remember what happens with Jonas, but I think he gets transferred to the, uh, you know, the future and Helga gets transferred to the eighties, which I think enables, you know, Noah to find him. So I think, uh, we should see if, if season one is to be believed, you know, it makes sense if they got transported somewhere and we're hopefully yeah. safe from that nuclear blast. Right. Right. 
especially for Charlotte. We, she's one of our favorite characters. So yeah, <laughs> we hope she, she can make it through this, right? Yeah, nothing better happened to her. <laughs> and, uh, so, and then also Katarina too. She's in the caves at this point, so she's not, you know, uh, and she's kind of like in the. I don't know, like the passage in between. I don't know what you. I don't know what you call it. She's pulling on the thread, opening doors. Yeah, what, wherever it is, you feel like she's going somewhere. She's not gonna, not you know, she's not gonna. Uh, she's gonna survive the blast, right? Like you know, because because of her placement and things and how she got there. She's got her backpack. You're like, yeah, Kevin is gonna be fine. Yeah. She sees that like the way they do the music and the white lights, the like, kind of dusty white lights. It, it, it's really cool. I mean, it's just, it's such a neat part of the show, um, and, and I really enjoy it. It just adds a certain element to the episode and that that I really like. You know, sure, the flashing lights, the birds hitting the car once again. Yeah, all of that's yeah, really and cool. Even like the little like dusty lights that kind of come, they come through. Um, you see them in the bunker. They kind of come through. Yep. It's yeah. Like the particles. Um, and they come through the, the doorway, yeah, the particles, yeah, they're, they're just really neat. Yeah, when my body is a cage is on at the end with the montage, the, are you talking about like those dusty particles that are coming out? Yeah. 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 I like that too. That's cool. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's such a good, I mean, the last 30 minutes, like you don't get a chance to breathe really. I'm, we talked about the safety, hopefully for Charlotte and Katarina. And then we also have the stranger saving Bartosh, Magnus, Francisca, I think is the three that he saves at the end. He gets to uh, time yep. travel with them. This is uh, some comedic genius from Bartosh in this episode. I really loved uh, when he was talking about it's Jonas's fault for all this sick shit. He has some good time. Oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, in this episode. And I, I like that he's, uh, you know, with the stranger, he continues to be a thorn in Jonas's side. Um, yeah, it, it's funny. There's a lot of trashing Jonas in this episode. I mean, you have, Bartosh, you know, like it's all his fault. It's all on him. And then the one scene where Katarina looks at, at Jonas and goes, "You shouldn't exist at all." I mean, it's grandma a rough, rough episode for for Jonas. <laughs> yeah, totally. He does. Uh, he yeah, and then like I don't know when he's kissing Marta. I mean, right, it's sad. Right before she dies, I'm just like, ew. I'm like, yeah. haven't we been here? Don't you guys know you're you're false for each other. You're you're wrong. <laughs> Yeah, it is kind of weird. It's 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 interesting, but um, you know, it certainly adds to the element of the scene and what's to come, um, and how they're interrupted by Adam. Yes, yeah, definitely. It's uh, pretty pretty grim here. Um, so we got the teens that are hopefully safe, and we obviously we know that Magnus and Francisca are with Jonas. You know, towards the end of you know in this episode, they're with Adam. I should say. We haven't seen yeah. Bartosh with them. Um, no, but, but, we, but we certainly know, which kind of makes sense, right? I mean, if you're thinking about it, and uh, Bartosh is always like, it's all Jonas' fault. Like, it would make sense that for some reason he wouldn't be with them. And whereas, like, you would feel like uh, Fran and Magnus would stay with Jonas, Adam at this point. But, you know, Bartosh just doesn't get along with Jonas. So it kind of makes sense that he's not with them. <laughs> yeah, I think the last time they saw each other was probably when he beat him up outside the school. So yeah, yeah, it's okay. So Bartosh, there's bad blood between those two. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, he's he's he gets upset when Katarina takes the device. He's like, oh, shit, that wasn't supposed to happen. So like I said, like Jonas trying to control everything, people trying to control things doesn't exactly work. People have minds of their own. Yeah, no, that's right. But 
I also feel like Bartosz is like the one who least knows what's going on. He's just always kind of sitting there going, oh, that's what Noah told me what happened. Yeah. Like that type of thing. But he, I feel like he truly does really know what's going on. Like when he says, oh, that shouldn't have happened. It's like, that probably should have. Like, yeah. <laughs> I really believe you. <laughs> he gets it through like a telephone game of Noah and who knows if Noah's telling the truth to him. So yeah, you're right about that. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Let's see. There's a lot, lot we can go with here. I want to know how Voller kind of got wrapped up with Alex, uh, with Alexander Tiedemann. I guess we never really know that from season one or season two, right? I, we know that they know each other, but I wonder how they got wrapped up together. Yeah, it's a great question. I, I don't know. Um, but I do know that I love the theme where Voller goes to uh, Charlotte and he's like, hey, I need to talk to you. So I've been hiding nuclear waste for Alexander Tiedemann. Sorry, please don't be upset. <laughs> she's like, what? <laughs> she's like, what? <laughs> yeah, she's been calling in sick and then she comes back to this shit. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's just a great scene. It's just, I don't know, it's, I find it to be really funny. <laughs> no, I agree. And then, yeah, he has to, um, so she has to like race to the nuclear power plant. And of course, you know, it's a bit, bit too late. You know, if she didn't have to put on that hazmat suit, Maybe she would have saved, uh, had time to stop them, but you know it's already I, I too late. Think, at least in my mind, I don't think anything was stopping Boston. You're right at that point. Yeah. Not, nothing she could have done would stop him other than shoot him or something like that. Like <laughs> that, that's the only way I, in my mind. Nothing was going to stop him. It was you know a dead set on it. You know? Yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right. Clawson was a man on a mission. <laughs> Jonas, uh, we should talk about the people in the bunker too, because Jonas, Jonas and Claudia, they come back from after Claudia has killed uh, her father after in the White Devil episode. They are traveling together, and you were saying, Joe, they'd been hanging out for. Uh, Jonas was with the older Claudia for twelve months, right? Yeah, he mentions in this this episode mm-hmm. that he, I think he's talking to the middle aged Claudia, Claudia, and he kind of refers to the fact that he's been with the older Claudia for the past twelve months, time traveling. So, like, he's kind of, like, really learned quite a bit from the older Claudia for, the pet for like, almost a year. I mean, it seems like a year. It says 12 months. So, um, you know, we, we don't really get to see that, but we certainly get to feel it because of how confident he is at what's happening. It's almost, what's interesting to me is that Jonas, the younger person, seems much more confident than the stranger Jonas. Stranger Jonas is really, like, you know, acting in fear. Yep. He's, 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 there's, there's so much fear and anxiety in his face of the action versus the younger Jonas is fine with everything. He's just like, yeah, I got this. And then all of a sudden, at the end of the episode, you kind of see why that is, right? Um, you know, older, you know, stranger Jonas has seen Martha get shot. The younger version has not. And that's why there's that difference. <laughs> Yeah, there's the desperation. Um, yeah, it's I, I really can't believe like it's like you gasp when he takes out the gun and points it. He points it at Marta's leg, but it's still like whoa. He just took it up a big notch, and he knows what's gonna happen, obviously. But I was thinking, you know, he should have gone outside the box, like try to like uh, plan a surprise party for Marta, like act like it was a surprise party in the bunker. I don't know how he could accomplish that, but you gotta. There's got to be a better way. This is gonna doom your relationship with her. It's kind of, kind of uh, be all end all here with his with his gun ploy. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, that's the last resort to try and motivate someone, right? Is to point a gun in their head, you know, in their in their face. But um, that's what he's resorting to at this point, and um, 
you just tell him he's, he's motivated by fear of what's going to happen. You know, and it's, it's just as simple as that. <laughs> Doesn't he have like 32 years, 33 years to figure something out? And he, the plan. he comes up with a gun. He, that's the best he can do. <laughs> like, well, I'll just point a gun at her, make her run onto a bunker. She'll love that. Like, yeah. that'll work. She won't want to leave that bunker. Like, yeah, I could imagine him per, uh, like uh, procrastinating for like thirty years. Like, I've still I got plenty of time to figure out what to do with her. <laughs> worst comes to worst, I just point a gun at her. We'll probably be all right. Let me continue to sit at a gravesite for a little bit longer. Yeah. <laughs> I'll come up with that plan, and I'll figure it out. Yeah, I think I think you really screwed that up. <laughs> so anyway, uh, his plan, like you said, it doesn't work. And it's because Peter comes in with Elizabeth, and Peter just leaves the door open. And he's like, wait, Marta, you can't leave. Ah, shoot. <laughs> it's like, uh, like Chief Wiggum or something. <laughs> yeah. Peter does not try hard to get her to go to not leave or just come back. No. Okay. Well, let's close the door. Not my daughter. (laughs) Yeah, it's not not my blood. It's okay. Got Elizabeth here. And then uh, the the final two members will end up being Claudia and Regina. Uh, Jonas tells Claudia that, you know, we don't have much time. You have to go bring this device to to the bunker. And... I was I was wondering I was like oh man is he gonna have to, is she gonna have time to say hi to Regina but she ends up bringing Regina into the bunker which I thought was kind of cool yeah and that scene is is really interesting right because yeah if you think about it from Regina's perspective she lost her grandfather and yeah. then lost her mother almost in the same time frame right yep mother disappears her grandfather dies kind of unexpectedly obviously had cancer but it was it was unexpected the fact that he, you know, all of a sudden he's, uh, the way they find him, you know, knocked over, you know, it looks like he fell and then died, but we kind of know the whole story. The show, um, you know, who raised her? You know, like, what, what is she, what, what happens? Right, what happened I feel to her? like mm-hmm. she's kind of by herself and then Alexander's kind of always with her and, um, you know, you like the bond between the two of them. At least I do when I watch the show, but, um, the fact that she sees her mother come into her house after she's kind of gone through so many, you know, rounds of chemo, she looks very sick. And, you know, she looks the same way she did the last time she saw her. That's the part that's got to be scary. See it in her face. She's crying. She's stepping back. But she's thinking, yes, I think she's listening. I know I would think that. Um, yeah. And it's, it's, it's such a, a gripping scene um, and, and moving as well. Yeah, it's chilling. I mean, you know, we talked about the desperation with Jonas. I mean, she's got to be desperate, too. She's got, you know, the chemo going on. She looks like she's in really rough shape. And I guess why not go with Claudia? I mean, I know she leaves behind Bartosz and Alexander. But I kind of get where she's coming from, going to the bunker. And like you said, it must be just absolutely scary seeing her mom look exactly the same as 33 years ago on the same day that she left and her grandfather was essentially murdered. So... Yeah, I don't know. That's got to be really tough to come to grips with, right? In addition to that, she's still wearing the same clothing from the yeah. 80s. And she's yeah. got blood on her, her like blouse that's kind of come out of her trench coat. Like, <laughs> there's a lot of red flags there. Yeah, people you have know? to have a change of clothes here. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jonas is still dirty. In her mind, she's like, this is not reality. And that, that's how I would do it. I'd be like, there's something about yeah. that this is not right, you know? <laughs> it's like a dream, and she's like, yeah, I'll just go with it. <laughs> Let's see where yeah. this happens, Yeah. Where else do you want to go with this chair? I'm just going through my notes here. I, mean, I think that's kind of all I have. Um, you know, it's it's 
it's such a an interesting episode because of the uh, you know people moving different houses and different locations. All of a sudden, everyone's where they need to be, and you know the apocalypse happens. Um, Explosion, dark cloud. I really like how well it's done. Um, you can feel it happening. And it's really built far as an episode. Yeah, yeah. I've got a couple of quick little things here. Um, yeah. I liked the when I think it was Katarina was looking at Hannah's Michael uh, Mikkel montage or collage, and you get Mi- yeah. Mikkel with a basketball, and I was like, is that was that Detlef Schrempf in the background there too? No, <laughs> <laughs> they're contemporaries, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the timing would have worked out pretty well, right? Yeah, uh, he is German player, right? I think he is. I think I think he I think is. So. I think so. I yeah. could be wrong on that. I, I mean, it was Dennis Schroeder would have been it's, a little too 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 modern. So <laughs> it's funny. I feel like you don't ever see them playing any sports in the show. You know, they're, they're more like oh, I'm going to a lake and kind of you know hang around or whatever. But um, you know, it's kind of nice to see that they're playing basketball in Germany. That's kind of cool. Like, yeah, kind of like that. Yeah, that's so, cool. Uh, Michael with the basketball. It's like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. shoots hoops. It's, uh, it's a good thing. Yeah, as far as extracurriculars go, I know we see Francisca. She's doing she's doing some sort of gymnastics, sure. if I'm yeah. not mistaken. Yeah, type of, of ballet or ballet. Like that. Yeah. yeah, and uh, uh, we not not a sport, but you know we have Marta participating in the you know drama club at least in school. And, yes, yes, and. And uh, in episode six, I noticed, you know, when they were doing the lady and the water story, uh, they had a water polo ball. They were throwing it around. So maybe maybe they're water polo players. Um, they could, they Jonas, could be water polo uh, players. Yeah, absolutely. Magnus, you know. Um, oh, yeah, I had this about Magnus. So, like, I thought it was interesting, this rule he came up with about the 30 minutes. Like, okay, we wait 30 minutes and then we go. <laughs> I was joking on, like, when it I was... Seemed- Seems really arbitrary. Like if there's a right, like, exactly. coming and we can feel it, we're hearing native noises in caves on that one night. I'm not gonna be like, all right, let's give it all 30 minutes. Like you know, we nothing's gonna happen in the next 30 minutes. Like no, 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 no. We should give it five. Like like let's let's do what we're gonna do and go. Like <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my favorite part of the Titanic was when the musicians were like, all right, we'll play for 30 more minutes and then we'll go. And then we're gonna go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Something that disappointed me in this episode. Uh, no Hannah. Where was she? The This is yeah. a season finale without Hannah. Are you kidding me? Do you know how mad she'd be at the writers if she knew this was this affront was happening? Yeah, what's she doing in the 1950s? Why has she not come back to... Right. Yeah, they leave us hanging there. Yeah. Yeah, don't like that. So noticeably absent, that's for sure. Yeah, I hate it. I know she. she's... Um, I know Jonas is looking for her. And it surprises me that he doesn't didn't know that. I don't know. I don't know why that surprises me, but I just like, I feel I, I, like you said in this episode, he's kind of shocked and, um, you know, kind of out of it. He knows what's about to happen, but, uh, it's, what do you make of him not knowing that? Or I guess he's not Adam yet. Right. Yeah. I feel like you kind of, you get the, the realization that like over time he gets to Adam and he gets to know everything, but it's very clear that the younger version of him, not, and the stranger version of him just just cannot grip what's going to happen and cannot uh, find a way to get around the inevitability of the actions that occur on the apocalypse, you know? Yep, yep, yep. 
I had a few more notes. So this was before yeah. season three started. Uh, so I had a few questions for season three. This was before I even seen anything from season three. So truly unspoiled here. So I had some questions. Did Do- oh, What happened with Doris, Aegon's wife? I wonder if she ever time traveled with Agnes. We saw that Agnes, you know, ends up shooting Noah in this episode. Uh, but I wonder, yeah. and we know that uh, Doris disappears. So I just wonder, did she go with Agnes was my question going into season three. I think that's a great question. You know, we, we, I, Doris is a very interesting character. And, you know, we know she's lovers with Agnes. So does Agnes bring her along? Where is she? You know, what, what happens? Uh, it's a great question. Yep, yep. And then the other thing I was wondering, too, is about Enos. We know she's drugging Mikkel throughout the season. I wanted to know if she's part of Adam's crew. What, what does she know going into season three? And I just got worried because she also was the one who brought in Noah to see Mikkel. So I'm trying to make connections here. And I was going into season three, I was, I'm really worried about, you know, Enos, Enos having more of a more nefarious connection. Yeah. Enos and her orange, her tried up orange juice. Yeah. Where, where is she fitting with all this? Who's telling her to drug people? Right. Yeah, where, where, where is she, you know, where is she going with all this? Yeah. A real question. Yep. On the lookout for that. Um, of course, we're always on the lookout for uh, any news about Voler's eye. Did not get it in the season finale, disappointingly. Did not. I mean, all I could have done is been like, you know, I was moving these, you know, um, toxic waste, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> right. things, and then all of a sudden one flew up into my eye. You know, that we we could have we could have this resolved, but yeah, uh, but not so much this episode. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I thought he was going to tell Charlotte when he kind of grabs her arm. He was like, I have to tell you something. I was like, all right. He's going to tell her about the eye. But no. This is how I lost my eye. Yeah. <laughs> this is like Charlotte's like, oh, finally, I've been waiting. We've been waiting. To fi- <laughs> waiting. That's what we've waiting been waiting. Waiting two seasons. Thank yeah. God. Vola, like... <laughs> how long have we worked together? You've never told me about this? <laughs> uh, we didn't talk much about young, young Noah. Young Noah also is in the is in the uh, bunker at the end, right? Yeah, and it's funny. Um, you know, you have Noah's... People are pointing guns at Noah left and right, like, and it's kind of an inverse, right? So have, um, have Noah come in and point a gun at Adam. But then and later in the episode, you have um, young... Uh, or stranger Jonas pointing a gun at the younger version of Noah. So it's like a lot, a lot of guns we pointed from and to uh, Noah in this episode, and obviously the final one is Agnes shooting. But uh, it just was kind of interesting how they kind of do that throughout the course of the episode. Yeah, was that shocking to you the first time you saw it? I know it's been a while since it's your first viewing, but I, you you felt like when you know, when I remember watching this the first time, do you remember thinking, okay, when he throws the pages, you're like, oh, something's going to happen. One of them's not going to make it out. Of you know, like, you kind of know, like, it's leading up to the death of one of them, or something happened between it. And when uh, Agnes comes in, and he's kind of surprised to see her, you feel like, oh, she's going to be the one to do it. Like, I kind of felt like that that made sense, and it, not that I predicted it clearly, but, like, it, it all fit. I would fit what was happening, and you kind of, you, you know, it felt right. Yeah. And the last time you saw Agnes, was it her that gave him the missing pages? Yes. No, no. No. He gave he got those missing pages off of Claudia's dead body. You're right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. So yeah. So but we. What was that? But Claudia knew that was coming, and she gave the piece of newspaper saying that uh-huh. she was going to die that night to Agnes. So Agnes knew that she was going to die. 
the news she gave some sort of text there. So, okay, that clears it yeah. up. So she gave the newspaper to him. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, so brother and sister, sister kills brother there, right? Yeah, yeah. A sad ending for yeah. Noah. So, I mean, we see his endings and kind of beginnings too, right? He's going to begin this life uh, on the path to marry Elizabeth. And I guess, again, we, I, I, I think we've, talked, we've dropped it at the middle, but another bombshell here is Char, uh, Claudia, or not Claudia, Charlotte is Elizabeth's daughter and and mother, <laughs> and uh, yes. they make sure you know that, right, a few times throughout the episode. They do. They, I mean, they hit us over the head with it. So there, there's no, um, there's no uh, mystery there. You know, it's very clear that Charlotte is both her mother and her daughter. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's the big takeaway. You know, like, when I talk to people about season two and they like finish or, it, I guess yeah, like Charlotte is both. Um, the mother of Elizabeth as well as her daughter that's what I'm saying yeah yeah no problem and yeah when I talk to people about season two then they they finish it they're like wait a minute Uh, Elizabeth is you know I'm like yes (laughs) yes that is true (laughs) so yeah it's you know lovely show I mean Oedipus you know is complicated this is even worse yeah yeah and you know when you're watching it um, and you know we've seen all the episodes such a good job with that you know, it, it's very believable in my mind that that could have happened. As things unfold, uh, you know, I feel like they did a good, really good job with um, yeah, all the pieces, you know, all the pieces for that particular puzzle well put together. Yeah, and I just go back to the, the writing room. I don't know how I don't know how they came up with this. I don't know how they put all these pieces together, but it is genius. So yes, so okay, yeah. I don't know if I have too much more on the episode before we get into spoiler section. All I know is that there will be, it uh, looks like, alternate worlds in Season 3. And if you want to hear coverage for Season 3, we've got you covered. we got every episode. We react to it in real time. So you can listen to the first episode. Me and Yulisa recorded that. And it was uh, it was right after midnight when Season 3 first released. So we were really excited to get into that. But, Jared, do you think we have, do you have anything else for this episode before we let the spoiler people go? Or non-spoiler yeah. people? Uh, nothing until we get into spoilers. Yeah. Okay, well, yeah, if you've been with us on this journey and you've been rewatching it, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we really appreciate it. And you can always write to the show at wakeupwinden at gmail.com. Keep the feed open. Uh, we're going to keep going. Uh, we're we're going to at least, I, w- I want to do some sort of wrap-up show on this feed uh, at some point here. And then Jar and I are talking about doing other shows as well. And I definitely want to have the 1899 show on this feed if um you know that baron the next baron or project comes out i, I want to try to maybe recap it on this feed too so look out for that look out for future news from us um what do you think what do you think about that jer yeah i'm excited uh definitely excited about our next project yeah uh, i think i saw they started I'm really looking forward to- yeah and i think i saw they started filming that project if i'm not mistaken or the work has begun on that so should be should be cool even in this covid world they're, they're trying to get it done so that's pretty cool all right so yeah yeah thank you again and we're gonna talk about the episode with spoilers for season three as well so thanks everybody for listening and we're gonna count down for spoilers in five four three two one all right jer so you can talk unencumbered with season three in mind what do you got (laughs) you know it's certain for me i think it's really interesting you're watching all of this and you're trying to kind of piece things together we have to watch of season three and it's such an important episode because it really does set up season three. it does a great job setting up season three. and 
kind of get uh, the indication we're going to a new um, And we kind of got a disguised kind of tidbit of it when uh, Claudia says, I've seen the world without you, pointing to Jonas, referring to Jonas, and, and it's not great. And, and so you kind of almost, you know, it was a hint that where we're going is a, a world without Jonas. And it's really exciting to kind of get into it and see it. Um, and now we kind of hear, we, we don't know that it's the world without Jonas that we're going to, but we know it's a new world. And, and sure enough, that's where we're going Jonas, I've um, seen the world. It's terrible. Ulrich has a word. <laughs> everybody has a worse haircut. Everybody's parting their hair to the side. Charlotte is way different. It's terrible. <laughs> The apocalypse is no more rain. It's all sand. It's, it's all a desert. Rain, you know, desert. Yeah. They filmed in Tatooine. Um. <laughs> Tatooine. Yeah. Um, but you know, I I think the thing that um, interests most is thinking about it from the perspective of the audience. Um, definitely tell that there's the audience that gets that sees Martha get shot. No one comes to it. You know, the one that's kind of holding and or trying. Kind of keep her alive as much as he can, and you know when the apocalypse comes, that that one runs down the thing, kind of hides in darkness, and somehow survives the apocalypse. And then there's the other one that gets rescued. It goes to the other planet. The one that goes to the other planet and goes on an adventure. And you feel like if that Yoda that went to the other planet doesn't kill, I don't think he becomes it, but he does. Kill. So. That's the kind of the interesting part that I'm thinking about when I'm watching this episode. Okay, the one who who you know goes to the experience having be his love shot by himself, the version of himself, and then no one there for him. He needs to hide in the basement of his home. He needs to survive an apocalypse. He needs to survive that blast. And then there's the one that gets transported to a new world that, that sees uh, not necessarily her, but a version of her, and you know, it gets taken safely. Someone to talk to, someone to work things through. I I just feel like that, you know, when it doesn't come out, you know? Yeah. And that's the Schrodinger's cat stuff, right? Kind of like the trigger. Yeah, yeah so, it is. So since Marta, because in one world, Marta dies, right? And then the other world, yes. Marta kills Jonas. In the, in, yes. In the, and then the, you're saying that the Jonas that dies at Marta's hands probably doesn't become Adam. Correct. Right, right. Okay, okay. I could buy that. Yeah, um, I, I, I mean, the more I watch this, the more I, I think that that Jonas would never be Adam. I feel like much of what him becoming Adam, you can't even see in the beginning part of the episode, right? I mean, he's still haunted by Martha. You know, the episode is the old Adam. He's kind of looking at him and there's, there's young Martha. Yeah. Obviously in his head, but, um, you know, him... What, what motivates him and, and what is driven, you know, what what um, what he becomes is largely what happens to him and what happens to him right after being, uh, you know, surviving an apocalypse by being in her own basement by herself after just losing a loved one. It, that's, that shapes him and come at him. But I feel like the owner that goes to the other world that kind of, you know, is rescued essentially by a short-haired Martha is, is someone that's never going to become at him. That, that won't turn into that person. Why not? Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's good. I never, I never considered that. I think that's good. Though. I, I agree with you. So we talked about Bartosh. Uh, we talked about how he's not. He's conspicuously not with uh, Francisca, Magnus, and Adam. And we can talk about now that it was because Noah kills him in the beginning of season two, right? When he's digging the grave. Yeah. 
or digging ooze right. with the pickaxe, right? Right, right. There's, I don't know, it's still a chilling scene in my mind. Wait, mm-hmm. kind of does it, and Bartosz doesn't even doesn't scream. He doesn't like try and prevent it. He just lets it happen. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. I don't know. Disturbing, why. You know. Yeah, maybe uh, the bar and the Bartosh in the other world. I'm trying to compare worlds since you did that with uh, the other the other Jonas. I wonder the Bartosh in the other worlds. He seemed like a nicer guy, didn't he? He did. Uh, maybe that's his haircut. I, I don't know, but he did seem like a nicer guy. Yeah, for whatever reason. He didn't no. seem so schemey. I don't know. <laughs> he did. He did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause they did show a, uh, we didn't talk episode seven together, Jared, but they did show Bartosz, uh, re- instant replay of him pushing down Francisco to get the drugs and then going jackpot again. And I was, yeah. like, <laughs> I was like, Oh yeah. It's like, there's a reason, there's a reason I hated this guy in episode one, but now, now I'm, I'm a huge stand for Bartosz. So. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh, yeah, and then I guess, you know, some of the questions we were bringing up uh, don't have some answers. Like, I don't think we ever see what happens to Doris. Uh, no connection with Enos. Uh, right? Some of these questions go nowhere. Yeah. yeah we just don't, we don't get a solution to them. But um, we certainly see, you know, where Katarina's storyline goes. Oh, Hannah's storyline. Yeah. And, you know, both are very sad. But, um something that we needed to know you know something a conclusion that we needed to get in this story i feel a very important uh, a definite art story yeah you know and we needed to get those that, that the those those conclusions too and the katarina stuff i think is the most shocking stuff from season three when she uh you know gets killed by her own mother and i really thought that she was going to kill her mother in that but they they turned it the other way and she becomes the lady in the water so uh that part is absolutely crazy and then we get Adam, Adam killing Hannah, uh, right where uh, is her? Isn't and isn't her, um, Sia, Sia, her daughter, sleeping right in the room with her at the? Yeah, it's really messed up. Yeah, I mean, it really is with the daughter sleeping right there. Yeah, yeah, it, it's totally messed up. <laughs> yeah, and that's when he's kind of in his halfway between a uh, stranger and Adam phase, uh, somewhere in the yeah. what, 19, 1900s, early nineteen hundreds, somewhere. Yeah, transitional tag right there. Yeah. For, for Jonas slash Adam. Yeah. He's like in between. Exactly. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody can get ready for some tan house family history coming up in season three, right? Yeah. 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 But they, but maybe, I don't know, maybe want to go on anyway. Uh, I do like them. They're a cool family. Would, would have loved to have been a tan house at some point in life. Uh, but, uh, but I think they're, they, yeah, they're neat. They're, yeah. they're definitely the, the, they lay the groundwork for the time traveling travelers and everything like that, you know? Yeah, definitely. It, uh, I, I, I wish maybe we were just a little more sprinkled in in season one and two about the tan houses yeah. because it does kind of come out of left field when they start, when they, when you get their history and, how you learn more about them, but and I, you know, the the main tan house, of course, was the one that we care about the most, the one that created the worlds. He was definitely in it throughout, and uh, it, he's the narrator at the beginning of the show, so uh, he did play a pretty big role, I guess. Yeah, and you know, he's just such a caring guy. You you like him, yeah. You know, over the course of all three seasons, you 
just feel like I don't know. Yeah, like I, I genuinely very much appreciate his character, you know, and, and he's a very likable guy. Right? Yeah, sorry, cut off there for a second. <laughs> oh, sorry. It's okay. Um, yeah, I, I was gonna say, yeah, you, like the only flaw he has, like, is having an argument, you know, with his family member, with his son, and he wants to just change that because they ended on a sour note, and his family member, his son and daughter-in-law and babe and granddaughter end up dying, so he wants to change that. That's why he creates these worlds, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's, he's motivated by a sense of loss, um, much like many characters in the show, but uh, there's just a warm feeling and sense when he's an older version of himself, you know, like he, and a younger version too. Uh, he generally this guy and um, a good person, like when you watch the show, uh, as opposed to the older versions of other characters like Adam. And <laughs> That's true. Yeah, <laughs> you don't get those feelings. Right? <laughs> um, if you contrast the two of them with the old HG Tana house, like it, it's no contact. Yeah, he yeah, ages much age. more. Yeah, yeah, he ages gracefully. Um, the and like you said, like uh, the character's motivated by loss. You know, Jonas wants to change the past. Wants to, you know, Adam wants to make the world like never exists. And the, you know, it's it all started because somebody wanted to change the past too. So the characters within these alternate worlds are acting like the founder of this world, which is kind of interesting. It is. Yeah. It very much is. Yeah. The, the other thing that was cool in this episode that I want to bring up for spoilers, did you hear the the tones that were the... It was the trio, the the nameless trio, the, the their kind of soundtrack. They're playing it in the, like uh, towards the end of this episode, like when Katarina's going to the cave, and uh, like there's a bunch of... like It's the climax. It's like leading up to the musical montage. They have all these tones from the nameless trio. It was really cool. Wow, I, you know, I didn't, I didn't pick up on that, but it makes total sense, right? I mean, yeah. even we know what they do and where they do it and the timing of things, because they're the ones in that power plant making sure yep. everything is perfect, but that God particles are kind of pop up. That's do true. To do, right? Yes. Yeah, so it makes sense that they're playing it. It's another neat facet that not everyone probably picks yeah. up on. The great catch. Yeah, definitely wouldn't have picked up on it uh, the first time through. And then, yeah, after watching, I was like, oh, that's really cool. Oh. That's neat. You know, when the, the nameless trio runs amok, there's just such a good uh, kind of uh, villain, bad, bad guy villain. Yeah. You know, you, you lose Noah as kind of the villain, but you really pick up the nameless trio, and, and boy, nameless trio are, are, are ruthless, and, and they're so interesting, and they're fun, not fun to see, but like, it's, it's fun to root against them, you know, and, and see what happens to them. Uh, it's just, it's really. Yeah, no, it's amazing. Yeah, some interesting villains on this show. You know, we've got the Nameless Trio, Noah, Helga, Greta, you know, Helga's mom. She's, she's so yeah. scary. She's so yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, it's, yeah, season three, it is, it is so cool. I'd be interested to go see season three again. I've only seen it once. And I've seen all the rest of Dark, I think, like three times. So it'd be good to see season three one more time to kind of get more acquainted with it. I hear you. Yeah, I feel the same way. Yeah. It, it, it's a good season. Really good season. Yeah. Um, they all are, them, really. Yeah. A uh, bad one, a bunch. And that's kind of what the season was like eight seasons. At no point in time does it show ever dry. It's just always long and purposeful. Right, they're not treading treading water like Lost did or other yeah. shows might. Yeah, and yeah. they had tougher tougher directives, right? Those network shows that had to fill twenty four episodes. Uh, it's cool yes. that shows can 
you know, give the proper amount, right? At least that's what, what the Netflix model can show is that, you know, however many episodes you need is, is what you can have, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's pretty much all I have for this episode, uh, for, for this one. What do you think, Jer? You yeah, me as well. Yeah, and it's been so awesome to be able to cover this whole show. I'm so glad that we've got the whole thing done. Again, we have season three coverage, so go ahead and check that out too. Thanks so much for being part of the journey. We really appreciate it. Yeah, every episode, uh, if you, know, you want to hear our thoughts, uh, it's, you know, it's out there, and it's been a lot of fun doing it, and it's a lot of fun uh, in, you know, being on this journey with you, Brian. I've, I've really enjoyed it. Yeah, no, thanks, Jared. It's been great to get to talk every, you know, Sunday morning about uh, a very good TV show and we want to keep it up. So we're looking at a new show. So if you have any ideas, you can let us know at wakeofwinden at gmail.com. And we really appreciate uh, any of the support. And yeah, thanks. Thanks so much, everybody. Yeah, Jared, so we'll, we'll look for a new, uh, new show, huh? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, keep I'm the feed. Yeah, I'll put some, yeah. I'll put, uh, if we do do a new show, I'll put the episode on this feed too, just as kind of like a preview and we can see where we can go from there, but I'll try to try to keep this feed open if you can. All right. So thanks everybody. Have a good one. Thanks everyone. Bye.